It was nearly the blood hour, a time of death and sacrifice. For the godly to stand and be counted, a time to give honor and show strength. For everyone knew that Cage's one eye watched over all, and he would know of any who failed this most simple of tests. Matian, son of Gadrian of the northern Lyrus tribe, stood with his shoulders square and his chest out, unmoving despite the north wind that dragged the morning mist across the surface of the Red Lake, ignoring the cold that made his very bones ache. Pain was good, he told himself. Pain was how Cage measured one's faith, and Matian's faith was strong. After all, the Lyrus tribe was one of the most devout in all the Egril Empire, and Matian was the son of a hero, and today he would become a man. He'd spent the night at the edge of the Red Lake, a foot from the water, facing Raku's palace, dressed only in the uniform of a pure, a simple white tunic, trousers and boots and a white mask covering his face. No cloak, no fire, no food, no water, no sleep, no comfort. Only pain. A test of faith. There were other pures, dotted around the lake, boys about to become men, many of whom Matian had grown up with. Some had fallen in the night, too tired to stand, or too weak to ignore the hunger in their bellies, or the cold that gnawed at their skin. Only Cage knew what would happen to them. They'd not have the honor of fighting in Raku's army. That was no place for the weak and the faithless. But it was where Matian belonged. His mother and sister had joined him a short while ago, arriving along with the rest of the congregation that gathered every morning for first prayer at the lake a sign that daybreak wasn't far away and that Matian's test would soon be over. Blood-red streaks already stained the dawn behind the city skyline, surely a good omen. And if the emperor himself should appear, Matian's blessing would complete. Across the lake, Raku's priests were already in place, with a long line of heathen prisoners beside them. There had to be a hundred of the priests at least, and five times that number of heathens. They didn't normally have that many in attendance, did they? Was it a sign that Raku would make an appearance? He's not coming, whispered Sophia, as if reading his mind. Matian's sister was three years younger than him, only just approaching adulthood. Her willowy body was hidden beneath a thick gray gown matching the color of the mask that covered most of her face. Her hood was drawn over her head, so that only her mouth and chin were visible. She looked so warm compared to how Matian felt, but he had cage in his heart. He needed nothing else. Shh, hissed his mother. Her mask was a deep purple, in tribute to the husband she lost in service to the empire and shaped with the nose and brow of the mountain cat that gave their tribe their name. She wore a heavy black winter gown, adorned with a simple iron brooch, a medal given to her husband by Raku himself 
for bravery during the War of Unification, when all the tribes of the Igral were brought under the Emperor's leadership. It was a rare honour that still provided Matian's family with extra food five years after his father's death. Even if we don't see the son of Cage, know that he is near and be grateful for that privilege. Matian said nothing, too nervous to speak. He tried to pretend he didn't care if Raku appeared, but he did. Of course he did. It would be a sign of Matian's coming glory. Later that day, he would leave to join his Imperial Majesty's infantry, like his father before him, to go and fight the heathens in Jaya. He would be a hero like his father, bringing even more honour to his family, guaranteeing their place in the great darkness. <laughs>